Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kevin De Bruyne is through for Manchester City and gives them the lead. And it's in by Iannaccio. And the flag stays down. And Sergio Aguero's replacement scores again. There's the goal. Hey everybody and welcome to a uh, emergency podcast here, TCK's Premier League podcast, Manchester Derby special, I'm Sebastian Morin, with me, Paulie Postel, and uh, yeah, it's only been a couple of hours here since the end of the Manchester Derby, City took a 2-1 victory over Manchester United at Old Trafford. And Polly, both you and I felt like we had enough to say that it's time for a special edition of this podcast. Uh, I mean, and let, let me say this. Uh, if I get wound up at any point, and I probably will, uh, we should know that this game ended, what, two hours ago? Yes. I am so much calmer than I was <laughs> two hours ago. I am so much calmer. The second half really did a lot to calm me down. And... um. But at halftime, I was I was like a nut mess. I yeah. mean, and going into this game, I was I was kind of a mess because to me, this was the biggest derby since I would say the the one in the winter of 2011, mm. the one with the Rooney bicycle kick. Yeah, where you know that I've never felt as tense during a derby as I did during that one because that one was kind of like the first one where. United were struggling at the time that year. They ended up winning that game and, and taking off, and they won the league. But that was the first time you kind of felt like City were about to overtake United in Manchester. And that that game was tense, and Nani scored, and City equalized. And every time City touched the ball, I thought Doomsday was coming. And this was the first time I felt that, that way since then. And, ugh. Yeah, let's start with the first half there. City came out, they dominated possession. I think they ended up having 70% of the ball in the first half. Um, and you saw right from the start that, you know, City, they're definitely for real this season. And Kevin De Bruyne did a great job of, uh, you know, exploiting Blint's mistake there for the first goal, 15th minute. So there's two things here. First off, you know, they just went route one there, City, just chucking it long. Iannaccio, who's playing instead of Aguero's suspended, as we all know. Okay, why doesn't Eric Bailly go up and challenge Iannaccio on that ball? He gets a free header. Blint is oh, yeah, way that. out of position. So De, De Bruyne takes one touch, and then he's off to the races. And then and a that, really it, cool finish. That's just... That's just one of those... It's It's... And I tweeted this out at, at a certain point. I said, for as great as this game has been, and it was a fantastic game. Let me start with the positive. Fantastic game. If you were a neutral, you had to love that game. Mm-hmm. Back and forth. This was, if remember yesterday when we signed off our show, and I, or when we were talking about the game, what I was very worried about was Pep and Jose both playing not to lose, and we'd get like a boring, pragmatic draw. Yes. And 
And I, and I said, let's throw these managers out. Just let them pick 11s and let those guys just go out and play. And that's pretty much what happened. You had to like the way that they came out. Let's, let, that's starting with the positive. The interesting thing about this game is three goals were scored and all three of them were on colossal errors. Yes. And the first error, it starts with Bailly not challenging for the ball and then just Daly Blinn. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, he's yeah. way out of position but, there. I feel like you're good. I mean, this is what we – this is a question you could ask is why wasn't Chris Smalling playing? Because I feel like Daily Blind is good for like three or four of those a season. And last year when he was the starting center back the whole year, we were – you know, why did we need a center back? It wasn't because Chris Smalling was bad. He was good. Mm-hmm. It was because, well, we got Daily Blind out there every day. And, you know, that kind of stuff tends to happen. So, so now that we, we went out and got Eric Bailly, who's been great – why isn't Chris Smalling playing at all? Yeah, I feel like Smalling and Bailly should be the uh, the center pairing. I don't know if he wants one left-footed, one right-footed I don't defender. think he's as big on that as... Uh, the only two managers that I really know that are big on that are, are Louis Van Hall and uh, Jurgen Klinsmann. Yeah. I mean, I... Cause... I don't see a reason why Smalling, because Smalling, he's not hurt or anything. Maybe he's, he's recovered from yeah. the injury. So, he I was mean, hurt, maybe but... he's not been up to snuff in training. Who knows? But I would assume that we see him sooner rather than later. Because Blint, not been impressive so far. No. And it's this is just an example. And it's even just against the top team. It's such a small mistake that Bayi made, not challenging. Uh, Ignacio on that mm-hmm. ball, and all of a sudden the ball's in the back of your net. Yeah, it's unbelievable how just a tiny mistake like that comes back to catch you. Yeah, but let's not. To, it's not to say that that goal wasn't a long time coming because they it took them fourteen and a half minutes to score that goal, and that goal had been coming for about fourteen minutes. Yes. Yeah. No. Absolutely. City were totally dominating the first half. There's no question about that. I know we both have our red tinted glasses on when looking at stuff, but. Yeah. Hands- oh, believe me, my within five minutes after this game, my red tinted glasses were on, and and I spin zone this game. That's why I'm much calmer now. But to go <laughs> no. back and think about the the, the beginning of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and De Bruyne, we should give him a lot of credit on that finish too, because it's not a gimme goal. He still does a great job of opening up the body, sort of faking out the hair, and then just slotting it into the other corner, and. He had a he phenomenal game. Too. He wasn't looking at that corner, and he put it right yeah. in the corner. Yeah, he had such a good game. And um, yeah, I, I'm gonna to to keep it up with with the starting with the positive before we get to the negative. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen someone play a better half of football than what Kevin De Bruyne did out there. Uh, he was incredible. I've never seen someone be all over the field the way he was. The only time I'm even trying to think of something that even comes to mind is Wayne Rooney in the FA Cup final last year getting back and, and clearing that ball off the line. But mm. that doesn't even compare. I mean, yeah. if the ball was on the right side of the field, Kevin De Bruyne was there. If the ball was on the left side of the field, Kevin De Bruyne was there. When City attacked through the middle, it was through Kevin De Bruyne in the middle. When United finally got the ball and got, and got to counter, it was Kevin De Bruyne who was breaking it up. Yeah. I, I mean, literally, wherever the ball was on the field, Kevin De Bruyne was there. I don't know how he did it. No, he had a phenomenal game. He had the shot that went off the post, and Iannaccio slotted in the rebound there in the 36 minutes to make it 2-0. So, I 
So, yeah, Iannaccio was basically in the right place at the right time. A lot uh, of Johnny Evans defending on that, just watching. Yeah, a lot of ball watching, yes. I mean, after De Bruyne makes that shot, everyone is static. Everyone just stood there and just raised their hands before Iannaccio even kicked the ball in. They yeah. just raised their hands like, oh, you're off sides. And, and it was like, no, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, we speaking about mistakes, though. Claudio Bravo making his first uh, appearance Power. for Manchester City. And uh, 42nd minute, he comes out to handle a ball. He ends up crashing into his own defenseman, which I th- believe was John Stones. Ball slips out. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is there to pounce on it. And, you know, show some good composure to get that ball into the back of the net. Gives United a sl- yeah, Apparently he used up all of his composure for the rest of the game, though. Yes, yeah. He had a small sliver of hope there for United as he pulled one back. Um, before we get to that second half, though, I mean, Mourinho, he decides to start Henry Mkhitaryan, who has just come back from an injury, and he decides to start Jesse Lingard. And... Lingard did not have a very good first half. He was subbed off at halftime. But Mkhitaryan was absolutely horrible. Well, all right. So let's let me look at the let's look at the whole game as a whole right now. Before I, I, this was a game of two halves, mm-hmm. but somewhere along the line, you're, you're 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 thinking about this game and you're wondering where does the blame lie? Who, you know, why did they lose this game? And Jose Mourinho, he tactically, he got it wrong. He mm-hmm. could not have gotten it more wrong. He very much got it wrong. Um, I mean, look, everybody was begging to have Mkhitaryan come in, uh, come in and play. Mkhitaryan just, like, he came back from international duty early because he got hurt. Yeah. And it was like, you're not going to have him for the Manchester Derby, and all of a sudden he's fit? I mean, where is that coming from? So did that factor into why Mkhitaryan wasn't at 100%? Probably. Nevertheless, he got it so wrong. I understand why Jesse Lingard plays. Mourinho likes Jesse Lingard. His last game was the Community Shield where he, he actually had a really good game and he mm-hmm. scored that really great goal. Yes. I understand that. Why? Like, Mkhitaryan can play on the right, the, the middle, and the left. Jesse Lingard he could kind of only play on the right. So why he put Lingard on the left and Mkhitaryan on the right beats me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's not really the issue. The issue was Jose Mourinho kind of came out there and said, and we both, we, we spoke about this during the game. We, we said if Sir Alex Ferguson was the, was the manager in the second half when United turned it around, and we'll talk about the second half soon, United would have came back and won that game 3-2. And then I was like, well, but if Sir Alex Ferguson's manager – we don't have the first half that we had. And then I went, well, he was also in charge of the 6-1 game. And uh, by the way, side note here, uh, side note is, as as you know, I'm reading the autobiography and I just got to the chapter where he actually talked about the 6-1 game. And if you think that I have red glasses on, he actually (laughs) says in the book, like they never should have beaten us 6-1. We were in control of that entire game. Like we should have... We should have had the lead, and then they scored a couple of and then Darren Fletcher scored, and we should have came back. Like, dude, that was the first game. Like, that was my senior year of college. That was the first game in a long time that I shut off and just went back to sleep. Mm. That's how – you were never in control of that game. Like, Mr. Alex, I love you, but that one, 
take off your glasses. Yeah, that was a poor game. That was a poor game. But at the same time, this was Jose Mourinho coming out and saying, and saying, we're going to play my way. We're going to play our way. Uh, and Pep went out there and said, we're going to play our way, which was interesting. But you do need to accommodate for certain things. And this is the way, you know, the way I think about it is Sir Alex Ferguson in certain games said, we're going to play our way, but we're going to take Sung Park and we're going to man mark your best player. And the other 10 guys on the field are going to play our way. And when it works for us, Sung Park is going to get involved. Mm-hmm. And I think we needed to do a little bit of that today because, yeah, um, I saw the team sheet and I said they have one holding midfielder and then they have David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne and what you need to do is overflow the midfield, make them defend. Make those two guys defend, but were Pogba and Fellaini really the two guys to do it? No, I think that the problem was, that was definitely part of the problem. Fellaini did not look very good in the first half either, neither did Pogba. I think they looked a lot better when Herrera came on at halftime. I think they should right. have, they should I mean, have started with that with a Where was where was Michael Carrick not even on the bench is he hurt? No, everybody's healthy. I mean, this was a game that was just calling out for the calmness in Michael Carrick the the calm I'm going to sit in front of the back four, I'm going to help break up plays and as soon as I get it, boom, pass out wide to Lingard, pass out wide to Mickey Tarin or Rooney. Boom, passes are going out and all of a sudden we're attacking the calming presence of Michael Carrick, that's what this game was crying out for. You know, they, they made it the point after the second goal was scored that, you know, he made Rashford and Herrera and, and, um, uh, who's the other one that, that warmed up early? Mata. Mm. He, he made them all warm up with like 21 minutes into the game. And it was like, yeah, he might change something after a half hour and he would be justified in doing so. But, you know, we were talking like, hey, you should bring on Rashford, you should bring on Mata, and I was saying, this this game just needs Carrick. You you just need Carrick in here to calm things down, and he wasn't there. And and so, yeah, Jose Mourinho, he got this one terribly wrong, but at the same time, despite getting it terribly wrong, United were in this game at halftime, yes. very much so. And it was at that point where the players left him, let him down. And tactically, and we'll get into the second half right now, he made that change in the second half, and boom, it's a new game. Yeah, so Herrera came on for Mkhitaryan, and then Rashford came on for Lingard. And, yeah, like I said, I, I feel like they should have started that way as far as having one holding midfielder and then two, you know, Pogba, or, uh, Pogba and Fellini ahead of whoever. If it was Carrick, if it was Herrera... If it were Schneidlin, whoever, but have one holding. The the thing is though that that would have meant that you either have to put Rooney on the wing or you have to drop Rooney. Okay, so now we're gonna get to a different. We're gonna get to another thing where I think I have vastly different opinions on a lot of people. What did you think about Wayne Rooney? Average. Average. He tried and he tried, but he was average. See, this is. This is also why I think Mourinho got this wrong and why there is an element of blame to be put on Mourinho. Both Mourinho and Guardiola, and and I wrote about it yesterday, you know, this match is bigger than the two of them. This is City. This is United. This is going to mean something. This means something to the city of Manchester. Uh, And the fact that they're both at the top of the table and both Mourinho and and Guardiola made it a point to, to come out and say whether it was just, whether it was just press speak and coach speak and just, 
flooding, you know, trying to give quotes or not, they both made it the point to say, this match isn't about me versus the other manager. Mm -hmm. This match is about the players. This match is about the history. This match is about everything. Manchester United were not ready to play in this match at all. The whistle blew. City came out running, and United came out jogging. uh, That was the first half in a nutshell. the, The game was literally played at two different speeds. I felt that when City attacked, they attacked six on four. You were looking and you were saying, where are our midfielders? Everybody is, you know, they're going 2v1 against everybody. And then United would get the ball and they'd launch a quick counter. And somehow City still had more numbers back the other way. Because City were running everywhere and United weren't. And they were totally unprepared to play this game. Except for Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney looked like, you know, this is the Manchester Derby. This means something to me, to the club to the city and he went out there with a fire and trying to make things happen and yeah he might have been average his passing wasn't the best i mean the the passing in the first half in general was horrible right it wasn't any worse than anybody else no but rooney was running around the field trying to make things happen and up until like the up until the last 10 minutes of this game pretty much every single united attack started with a pass by wayne rooney yeah, no, I I cannot falter his uh, you know fighting spirit, but yeah, he was average. He was average, but he was. I, I thought he was our best player, especially in the first half. And there's so many people calling for him to be dropped, and and you know you can't let Wayne Rooney be running around the field like that. He does nothing, and they said that against they said that against Hull, he did nothing. He was you know average the whole game, and then at the very end. He had that world. He had that top class play mm-hmm. that sets up Rashford. But is it worth it for the other eighty nine minutes if he's doing nothing? We've had this discussion. When I say Zlatan Ibrahimovic does nothing all game, and you sit around and you say yes, but then he gets that chance and he scores, and that's worth it. So why is it worth it if Zlatan's going to do nothing all game? Why is it worth it for him to get out there and score? And when Rooney does nothing all game or is just average all game, even though he's running around and trying to make things happen. And he c- c- creates one goal. It's not worth it for just that one goal with Rooney. You know, it's like a double-edged, it's, it's a double standard there. Yes, there is. And I think it's partly because just how dominant Rooney has been with United for a very long time. I think that the, the bar is definitely set higher for Rooney. And since he's not the, you know, foremost striker, he's not the one furthest up the pitch anymore. That also adds some extra He's pressure on him. He's only been that striker twice. Yeah. And then a bit under Van Gaal. Look, and I'm, I know I come off as a big Rooney defender. I, was, I very much said that he's better than he was under Van Gaal because that system crippled him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm, there's a reality of Wayne Rooney that I see. All right? He is not as bad as everybody is making him out to be. I thought he was the best player on the field for us today. And somebody at halftime tweeted, you know, the only reason that the guy – wearing number 10 for Manchester United is on the field is because it says Rooney on the back of his shirt. And I was like, well, he's the only one trying to make something happen. He's the one running. He's the one closing down everybody. Henrik Mkhitaryan, uh, if he if his Manchester United career was just those first 45 minutes, I'd be okay with that right now because they were so bad. Those 45 minutes were that bad. Yeah. Having said all that, you know, I so does Wayne Rooney deserve to be dropped from the team? No, he doesn't. Having said that, does he deserve to be starting every game the way Van Hall and so far Mourinho have been using him? No, no, he doesn't. Like, he shouldn't be doing that either. Like, 
he should be being used the way that Sir Alex Ferguson used skulls and gigs in, at, in the tail ends of their career. Mm-hmm. You start sometimes and sometimes you come off the bench and I'm going to pick and choose where to use you. But I think that the thing is too, though, that I wouldn't have raised an eyebrow if Rooney was starting out on the wing if you were going with those three central defenders or midfielders. And that's the other thing is Rooney plays on the wing last week when or two weeks ago when Rashford came on and he played out on the wing, which he hasn't really done since Ronaldo was here. Mm -hmm. And people were saying, you know, his wing days are, are over. You know, maybe we'll see it once in a blue moon, but he just doesn't have the pace to play out on the wing, so you can't actually use him there. Well, those same people are saying, you know, why does Mourinho hate Mata? Like, let Mata play, and Mata could play on the right wing. Rooney's faster than Mata. Mm-hmm. So if Rooney can't, if Rooney's too slow to play on the wing, how come people are okay with Juan Mata playing on the wing? So yes, Rooney, uh, in the second half, especially when they brought Martial on, he moved out wide right. I was totally okay with it. I think you'd be okay with it. And yet, that's how they should have started. Yeah. They should have had somebody in the middle of the field to mark Kevin De Bruyne out of this game. Yes, I totally agree with you there. And that that's the thing. I mean, Rooney's work rate is really good. So I don't see him... Yes, maybe you don't... Like you said, you don't start him every game. And you definitely don't start him every ga- game on the wing. But at the same time, he could have started this one game on the wing. Maybe on the left-hand side. And look at the schedule. I mean, first of all, this is Manchester City. If... You should know right away he's going to be the player that wants to win this game more than anybody else in your team. Mm-hmm. So he's going to give his all. If you need him to run for 90 minutes, he might not be able to. He definitely can't do that week after week after week. No. But if there's going to be one game where he can run for 90 minutes, it's going to be this game. All yeah. right. You're going to burn him out. Okay. What's your next game? Next Sunday? Eight days from now against Watford? Because we both know he ain't playing on Thursday. No. I mean... Come on, you! it's not like we're not sitting here and saying, hey, this is the way the team should be lined up every week. We're saying for this game, Rooney should have been out wide and no one should have complained about it because that would have made the team the best. You can, you can, you know, you sacrifice the pace with Juan Mata, so it's not like you're starting Rooney and Mata. No. No, and I think that's the thing too. In games like this, you could tell Rooney, hey, we need you to play center back. And he's like, okay. And that's, that's Rooney's career. I mean, what Rooney, the, the whole thing about Wayne Rooney, what they used to say was, give the, guy, give the guy a ball and tell him to go out there and play for 90 minutes, and he doesn't care. He's happy. Yeah. The guy played left back at one, for uh, like a 10-minute stretch in the Champions League once because of an injury. Like, mm-hmm. Put him anywhere on the field. The guy will put in a shift. He is, I, under, I know he had those, the contract issue and, and the other things where you know, his commitment to the team – seemed questionable the guy's always been a team first player he's always moved out wide to accommodate Ronaldo he moved uh he moved back to accommodate Van Persie like the guy's been a team first guy his whole life yeah yeah so things did look a little bit better in the second half United saw a lot more of the ball they looked actually quite threatening going forward uh Unfortunately, Ibrahimovic uh, was a little bit off the mark there. He got oh, a couple Marcus of Rashford, right? couple of good chances there. He, when he, I, for who who started the right back for City? Was uh, it was it Kyle Pucci? Right back was uh, let's see, Sagna. That when when Rashford came on and turned Sagna on the on the touchline and kept that ball in and just charged down to the to the end line and to the touchline and. And then played to the cross, and Ibrahimovic missed. 
right when he came on. This was maybe 46th, 47th minute. Mm-hmm. I mean, right there, you thought we were going to tie the game. It's just yeah. a matter of time. I, on, but right away, the first his first action of the game, he's like he pretty much goes, "Why am I not starting?" And everybody in England is pretty much looking at at Jose and being like, D- "That kid just did what?" Because mm-hmm. that was the best. And at that point, I mean, there's so much to say about this kid. Yeah. In that, you put him on no matter what. The moment doesn't face him. Well, I think that's the part too. And you know, you were saying that you know, with Martial being a little bit out of form. And Rashford on a hot streak, you could easily see Rooney and Rashford starting on the wings. Yeah, and I mean, now I don't, I don't think Rooney will ever start, quote unquote, on the wing. No, but uh, I mean for this game. Yeah, well, Rooney starting on the wing is something that you know we've conjured up in our heads that yes. it makes sense. I don't think Jose Mourinho would ever be like, I'm going to start Rooney on the wing. Probably We're not. Do it that way. No, you but know, even Rooney, if he would have started Rooney in central midfield. Well, he would never do that. I, I think it was just, I think it's more he would, because I think he's more set up on that four two three one no matter what. But uh, yeah, yes, I guess maybe next time we play City, maybe he'll line up with Ander Herrera in there right from the get-go and maybe move Rooney to, the, Rooney to the wing. But yes, I agree with you. We could have easily seen Rashford starting on the wing with Rooney. The moment just never seems to phase this kid. You put him in any any situation, and the guy just goes out there and plays as if as if nothing's on the line. Yeah, no, I mean he he's showing that he need, he wants a starting spot, and he wants to break into that England and team too. So, you, and I mean you you go out there and you do what he did. Now, I will say this: for the first five minutes, he was all over the place. He looked mm-hmm. great. Um, and and United did. And then Pep made that substitution. He brought on the other Fernando brother, right? Yeah, I brought on Fernando. And right which funny part is there, that's a very Jose Mourinho substitution. Yeah, he brought off Ianacho, brought in Fernando and, and he then... pretty much said we're gonna kill the game for the next yeah. forty minutes. Yeah. And right there and I mean United had like three or four really good chances right in the uh in those first five minutes, and right away you just and I think and the Zlatan one was the first good chance that they had, and just right away I kind of said, "Oh, that's gonna come back to bite us." Hmm. You know, ultimately at the end of the game, we're going to rue missing that chance or these chances. Not scoring in the first five minutes of this half is going to ultimately cost us. And to get back to Rashford, he was great in those five minutes. He was. Great in the last seven minutes, he was pretty invisible in the la- in, in in between. Mm-hmm. I'll call it spade a spade on that, but that's not to say he was bad because he wasn't. He just didn't do anything. That's better than pretty much everybody else on the United team. Yeah, yeah, like the guy has yet to play a game in his career, and I'm sure that it'll, it'll come. But he has yet to play a game where you could say he was bad. He's been ineffective, mm-hmm. but how many times did he come on? in his career where his team have been awful and he's much better than his team because that's happened plenty of times. It happened with England. It happened today. It happened against Hull. It happened last year. Yeah. No, he's been impressed. I mean, he's been impressive coming out from pretty much nowhere. So, I mean, that's one positive thing to take here if you're a United supporter is that at least you got Marcus Rashford. 
Well, there's more positives than that. Because if you go along, the rest of the, se- the, rest of the second half was dominated by United. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, why was it dominated by United? You know, because Pep made that Jose Mourinho-ish change and brought on, he took off his striker, brought on an extra defender, and, you know, this turned, this turned the way Sir Alex Ferguson says these games use a turn. What did, what did Jose do? He took off a left back. And he brought on a striker. Why? Two reasons. One, Luke Shaw was terrible. Um, and two, you just didn't need four defenders at that point. Yeah. They didn't. They, y- yes, they still had to worry about uh, Leroy Sané and uh, De Bruyne and David Silva running back at them. And, and City did get their chances in the second half. But ultimately, you didn't need four defenders in the second half. And he was able to just bring on an extra attacker. It's what else? I don't want to say I'm spinning this, but I am spinning this. <laughs> you know, I don't think at the end of the day, I don't think City are the better team. I think City are really, really good. I think they are for real. I don't think they're the better team. I feel like they're very neck and neck. Yeah, and I think we gave this game to them, and I'll tell you why. We gave this game to them because Henrik, because our our manager got it dreadfully wrong in the first half. Yes, not just not just uh, like with the player selection, just the tactics, dreadfully wrong. Um, it just it seems like whenever City passed the ball to another person, he was in loads of space. Mm-hmm. Okay, then on an individual level. Henrik Mkhitaryan was so bad. Um, and when he got the ball and when, when United actually did launch, launch attacks and, and Mkhitaryan got the ball in space. Um, His first touch was so poor. But he had some times where he was able to run with the ball and, and do something. But then he had the same problem that Anthony uh, Martial had all of the second half of last season. He just thinks that shins from the other team don't exist. Like, oh, your shins are there? The ball will just go through them. Like, Mm. no, that's not what happens. And he kept losing the ball that way. He was so bad. Jesse Lingard, I don't think he managed to complete a pass to anybody in the red shirt. Um, The the passing in the midfield was horrendous. Rooney would drop in, make a triangle. Horrendous. All of a sudden, it was boom, pass, pass, and then City had the ball. And I don't understand that. And somehow, the passing always felt – because I didn't think Marouane Fellaini was that bad. I thought he did what Marilyn Fellaini does, and he did what he was supposed to do, which is help out, be a rough tumble guy in the midfield. But constantly the ball ended up on his feet, and it was like, we need you to quickly launch an attack. Mm-hmm. And that's not what Fellaini's good at. No. no so not, actually, you, it, it didn't go where you wanted it to go. No, and Fellaini is definitely one of those players that benefits from playing three in the middle. Yes. He looks but, a or, lot no, or, better. Or... or if he's the only holding midfielder. Yeah. It's really weird how he cannot be a like you cannot play two holding midfielders with Fellaini. You could play him with with a like with a number 8 like when when they like against everybody else he's been playing well because Pogba just runs all over the field, mm. which is what that's what they needed Pogba to do today. He didn't do it. Kevin De Bruyne did. Yeah. And so you know, Fellaini was bad. Luke Shaw was terrible. Um I mean, I thought I was surprised Raheem Sterling didn't score because in the first half, it just cross after cross, and all of a sudden you would just see Raheem Sterling just dart in front of Luke Shaw mm-hmm. to the point that I was like, did, did Luke Shaw leave England camp early because he was hurt? 
or because it was a quote-unquote precautionary reason or because his pride was just so wounded from going up against Raheem Sterling in training mm. for a week because that's how badly Raheem Sterling owned him. Yeah, I'm fairly certain he had some form of injury if he was just feeling it a little and it wasn't full-blown or anything, but I don't know. Yeah, Sterling definitely got the best of Shaw. Uh, Antonio had... Valencia was terrible. Uh, Valencia is not very good at defending. I thought he was actually, I thought defending-wise he was good. Ah, I mean, he, he's never going to be a great defender. That's just, I thought that's just a fact. Wise, I thought defending-wise he was good. Getting forward, it was as if, like, because you remember when, when he was a winger, he was mm-hmm. a one-trick pony. I can run straight down the right touchline, and then I can launch across him with my right foot. I yes. cannot do anything else. Yeah. And then he moved to right back, and it was like, all of a sudden, somehow he was a lot better at it. Or maybe because it just gave us an extra attacking option because he was a, an attacking right back. Yeah. But it was as if Pep was like, wait a minute, guys. Like, just because he moved to right back doesn't mean he developed any new tricks. Like, just get on that. Like, if he's going straight down the line, just remember he's going across it. And that's what happened. They blocked yeah. the crosses. Then what else? What what the other stuff that happened was he got caught up the field every time. Mm-hmm. As soon as he lost the ball, boom, pass the other way. Valencia's out of the play. Luke, the same thing happened to Luke Shaw caught up the field every time. I remember in the second half when we were playing better, there was a, an exchange between uh, Rashford and Pogba and Shaw, and it ended up being being Shaw got it, but he was dispossessed, and Pogba now had it, and it was and then Pogba kind of... But Shaw never really tried to go back to like left back. He kind of just tried to cut towards the middle, and then when Pogba lost it, Shaw never really went back, and it was like, well, well yeah, because you made no effort to ever get back even though Pogba just bailed you out, yeah. you made no effort to get back, and now you're caught up the field again. And then what would happen was a lot of times Valencia got caught in no man's land, and like, boom, one pass to uh, Nolito out on the left, Valencia would charge at him, and Nolito would just go either one step to the inside or one step to the outside, and boom, he's by him. Yep. It, it was like, um, it was almost like, if you pass the puck to like a winger in hockey and the defenseman skates at him, which you're never supposed to do, you never skate at the guy, and the guy because the guy you skate at him, the guy just makes one move and he's by you. That's pretty much what Valencia was doing, like a chicken without a head, both fullbacks running at these wingers, and they would make they would take one step to the inside and boom, they're by you and you guys are caught up the field. Yeah. So they were bad. Mikitarian were bad. The the fullbacks. Now, I'll give the fullback something. They were really bad, but it didn't help them that every time they made a pass, because they would run with the ball, make a pass. Now it was like, all right, let me start getting back into, possess- into position. But before they could even get into position, Mikitarian and Lingard would turn the ball over, and boom, it was coming back the other way. Yeah. So we got to address the uh, – I mean, I, I never want to blame the referee. I really don't. My – you know – I'm happy if I walk away from a game and I haven't noticed a referee. Which is never going to happen with Clattenburg. No, and I said this, you know, when we did our preview show that, oh, you know, it's too bad it's Clattenburg for this game because you know he's going to try to put himself in in the spotlight. And he did. Because in the 57th minute, Bravo, he's fiddling with the ball, you know, trying to show off that he's good on the on his feet or whatever. And he ends up having to put in a really, really poor challenge on Wayne Rooney, studs up. And for me, that is, it doesn't matter. If I'm seeing this game and it's just 
two teams playing. It could be Stoke against Watford. I cannot have any interest in the game at all. If a goalie makes that challenge, it is a penalty. I agree. It is such a clear penalty, and then Kladenberg, like, nah, it's okay. Nah, it's okay. But, I mean, that was the one he got wrong. There were a couple of appeals for handballs from United players that on first look, I was doing the same thing. How are you letting that go? And then the replay showed, like, oh, yep, that clearly hit him in the nipple or the chest or anywhere other than his hand. Yeah, I mean, there was Otamendi got it on his elbow, but as as he was turning away. So, yeah. I mean, that was, no, I have no problem with him waving that one off. But the challenge from Bravo. That challenge, yeah, and I was really mad at it about it. But if you, if you give that challenge, I think the Eric Bailly pretty much killing Otamendi in the box on the other side, I think that was a penalty too, and he yeah. didn't give that. Yeah, I I know issue if that would have been given as well but so the, I think the play from Bravo was just straight up dangerous yes I, I agree with you there but the reason I'm not up in arms being like oh my god we didn't get a penalty shout and, and this is this cost us the game is is because in theory if we got that he should have given the other one and it should have evened out and then it it comes out it comes down to your goalkeeper yeah, I have faith in David De Gea, but no, I don't really have faith that he's, you know, you can't assume he's going to make the save. No, absolutely so, not. But so I'm that, saying it at, just turns at, into a 3-2 instead of a 2-1. But at that point in the game, too, because, yes. I mean, that's the thing, too. I mean, City should have killed this game off in the first half. They didn't. And with the situation being as it is at that point in time, it's 2-1 to one City, and you're about the hour mark, and... It's a clear, clear penalty that I'm saying that it could have changed the game. Yes, and and again, in the when we when we were between the 50th and 60th minutes of this game, I thought just get that equalizer and we'll get the winner. Mm-hmm. I actually this is the and it's the first time I thought that way since since Sir Alex Ferguson was around. Just you know, get that goal and the next one will come. And it just wasn't happening. They missed. They, they got their chances. You can't say they didn't get their chances. They couldn't finish them. But even then, they were very sloppy. I think the worst thing that happened to Paul Pogba in this game was Henrik Mkhitaryan got subbed off, and all of a sudden everybody who had been noticing how bad Mkhitaryan was could now notice how bad Paul Pogba was in this mm-hmm. game. He was atrocious. Yeah. And... Thank God he didn't spend the entire game taking 40-yard shots like he did against Hull. He took that one very early in the game, which nearly went in, which would have given us a lead about mm-hmm. two minutes into this game. Yeah. But every, every time on the ball, you know, like he, he couldn't maintain possession of the ball. He kept losing it. He kept twisting people around. He wasn't seeing the right pass. He was then just giving it off to Fellaini or just making an errant pass. He was really bad. And yeah. that, just add that to the list. Mickey Torrin was bad. Wingard was bad. Valencia was terrible. Uh, Luke Shaw was bad. Paul Pogba was bad. Uh, when they went to three at the back and the ball found itself on the daily wind, he couldn't pass the ball to save his life. He was really bad. Yeah, Blind had a shocker. Slotton was sloppy with his passes. Slotton, yes, he got the goal, but... I mean, you say... you we've, we've discussed this before about how he likes to drop deep to get the ball, and I say, like, you can't do that if Rooney's there because... Who's deep? He never did that at all. So he was only up front, 
and relying on us to get it on the rest of the team to get him the ball. So he was pretty much invisible, which is one of my problems with him. But, but like you say, if he scores the goal, it's okay. And it's a trade-off and you live with it. He got about four chances and he muffed them all after he scored that first goal. Yeah. The first goal was his first chance of the game. He, he buries it. And it was almost as if he said, that's it. I got mine. I'm done. And, and again, we had our chances, but did Bravo make, I don't think Bravo made any save with the exception of late in the first half, that header from Ibrahimovic, which I don't blame him for not scoring there. No, that was a tight angle. Yeah, that was a very tight angle. Uh, great, great cross. Great job to get the header down with power. It's just Bravo had to stand next to the post and yeah, I, I had it into Bravo or you had it wide. Yeah, I think that was the only like real save he had to make. Yeah, everything else is just we shot wide or we shot over. And, I mean, Rashford put that ball on a plate for him to start the second half. He had the he had the one in the first half where the ball just came to him. He had nobody on on top. He had no goalie in there, and he just kicks the ball lightly. And City were kind of just like, really, like Odomendi's just standing there. He didn't even have to clear it off the line. He could have just stopped it and ran the other way with it. Yeah, he got it on the left foot there and did not get a good connection. That's for sure. If oh. we if we look at well, it, like, from... it's not even that. Like you, yes. he didn't have to swing his left foot behind that. He had a man. Like he could have passed it to the top of the box. He had mm. Rooney or or someone there. Like, give it to somebody, and you know what? I'll take my chances with Rooney taking his time at the top of the box, or it might have even been Mkhitaryan. Yeah. Like, if there's, even if there's two guys in the goal, neither of them can use their hands. I'll take my chances with that. True. Yeah, if we look at this from a Man City standpoint, they should be very happy with this. They played really well in the first half, and then we saw sort of a different side of them in the second half where they sort of shut down. Uh, to sort of play out, you know, just play out the game. And uh, I forgot who it was that tweeted it. It might have been. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna guess. But they won it with silk and steel. I thought that was a pretty good saying. So first half they yeah, showed their again, quality just, going it, forward. Second half they show that they can shut down things defensively as well. I think they they just. It's it's a little concerning. This is the second week in a row where that happened because they did the same thing to West Ham. And then, and then the second half, West Ham almost took advantage of them and got a couple of goals back. This time, they managed to lock it down before United could do that. I just think they blitzed them. They came out flying. United came out jogging, and it it just seemed like every time United got the ball, and they did get some good counters, but it just seemed like United thought, like, okay, I got the ball. Let me let me take a touch and let me slow things down here and like mm-hmm. let, let the game go out in front of me. And City were like, no, we're not waiting for you. And they just came and took the ball back. Uh, like as if like they, these two teams agreed on different sets of rules that they would be playing by. And it was, it was weird. But ultimately, to get back to my ultimate point, I don't think they're that much better than United. I think United gave them the game away because, I mean, how many players did we just list that were bad? Martial mm-hmm. came on as a sub. What did they do? You know? At one point, you know, he was just another man in a crowded box at the end of the game when they were launching corners in. Yeah, it's uh, not easy coming in with nine minutes. In right, that but situation. like you know, it, it was just like it's not. He didn't add like a different element to the game even at all. Um, how many times did did United even have the time to look up and make the pass to a person, and then they would pass it like out in front of them, and the person wasn't running, or the person wouldn't run for the ball. And all of a sudden, City would just take it away. Or how many times did 
United when when City were queer in the ball and it would come up and United all all that required was just a little flick of a head to a player three yards away from you so that you so that he could go and start the attack and you would send it seven yards in front of you right back to City. Mm-hmm. There were so many missed not long passes, missed three yard passes. There was Fellaini plays Rooney down down the right wing. Rooney has to stop and pull up. He plays it in front of Fellaini. Fellaini never tried at the corner of the box. He never tries to run for it. It was United were so sloppy and they were so careless in possession. So many times it's just flick it over to your teammate and instead it's like I'm gonna flick it seven yards ahead of me to nobody. Yeah. That I thought they gave the game away. So you you make up for the fact that tactically your manager got it wrong. Uh and even then you're still in the game. Somehow. I mean they should have been down six one at halftime. You're down two one. Okay. Yep. At that point now, it's not the manager makes the change and he makes the right change, and all of a sudden it changes the game. So now the manager's kind of off the hook. The players, at no point did they bail their manager out. They were bad too. It, yeah, no, match- absolutely. But I still feel like the, bl- the blame is to put on everybody. It, exactly. Really. It, 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 that's exactly where it goes. It goes on everybody. And, and Henrik Mkhitaryan, as, as bad as your touch was and as bad as your passing was, what's unforgivable is the fact that when at one point you switched positions with Rooney and you were playing 10 and he was playing on the right wing. And when Rooney was in that position, he chased down every defender. He chased down the goalie. Mkhitaryan gave a half-assed jog. And when Mkhitaryan tracked back on defense when he was on the wing, he didn't pick up his man. Like there were so many times where David Silva or Kevin De Bruyne just ran right by him. I, that's the unforgivable part. Play some defense. If, you're, if your touch lets you down, work hard. That's, that's my, my biggest beef in in pretty much in all sports is is skill some people have more skill than others but what everybody can control is how hard they work yes and with that we're going to say goodbye time is already i still think we win the league all right I'm, I'm my red glasses are on i still think we win the league i'm very interested to see how we line up on thursday because i think marcus rashford might have played his way out of the europa league mm-hmm. yeah uh, we'll see they take on feyenoord on thursday We'll talk more about that later. I, I do think, though, you, you should start him centrally and give him give him an hour. He deserves an hour in his favored central position before he moves over to the left wing on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if Mickey Torian's going to start in the Europa League. He might get completely dropped. Yeah, we'll if, he doesn't get, if he doesn't get completely dropped, he better get dropped to Europa League purgatory at least for the next few weeks until he regains his form. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, We'll be back on uh, late Monday to go through all the action from Premier League. Get Elliot's thoughts on this game. Yeah, Yeah, get Elliot's thoughts on this, and then we'll, of course, preview the action in the Champions League and uh, some cherry-picking from the world. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Goodbye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.